Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting. Own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. ICS Fabrication, designing industry-leading mounts, drawer systems, and off-road accessories. And Blue Coolers, 10-day ice at half the price. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Just an, another awesome person here tonight with me. Bryant from Dead Man Off-Road. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super stoked to, to talk to you and uh, how things been with you guys. It's been good. I you know, can't complain. Uh, these last couple of years have been really good. People are only choices to get outdoors. And so, you know, we're helping them do that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I know we, we've been seeing you guys quite a bit at the expo and stuff every year and yeah. um, out doing stuff. And I just saw you guys were in uh, San Diego. What was that yesterday? Or this, this last weekend? It was at Riggs and Coffee? Yes, that's right. Sam was over at Riggs and Coffee. Yep. Awesome. Along awesome. with Aaron. Yeah, they were both repping us, both out there. Yeah. Super they're, they're cool. Great dudes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, an event's such a rad, a, a rad event. I haven't been able to attend it yet, but every time I, uh, I see them post stuff, I'm like, man, I, I need to take the trip out there to San Diego and check that out. Yeah. It seems like it's done. They've done it really well there. The, um, uh, the people who've been organizing it have done a really great job of just getting, getting the word out there and people are coming. So it's, it looks really, really rad. I haven't been able to do one myself yet, but, um, someday I'll be able to join them and, and do that. Yeah, for sure. I know we, we had, uh, our, our event uh, a couple of years ago, right before COVID that we were doing trucks and tacos and, uh, Michelle, I think, um, 
uh, some of the organizers from Rigs and Coffee were at our yeah. event and then they started that down in OC and it's like, it's cool, man, to see like, you know, other people doing that. I, I hope they yeah. were influenced by us in some way, shape or form. I'm sure <laughs> they were. It was awesome having them up there with us too. And um, we're going to try and kick that thing off again too. So hopefully that happens and we can oh, get the, all that stuff going. Yeah. Now that uh, the whole COVID mess is out of the way for the most part, hopefully. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. Yep. We're hoping, right? <laughs> I mean, we are in California. You know how things change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for real. I know I, I have to go to work in California. You know, I live in Arizona, but I work in San Bernardino. And every time I drive back there, I'm just like, oh, here we go. But that's all good. <laughs> Pays the bills. I have a great yeah, job, which makes it good. makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, I'm always thinking like, oh, man, what's going to happen this week? What are they going to bring bring all that crap back? Or uh, you never know. Yep. No, I but, know. Yeah. But anyways, man, we'll tell us about Dead Men Off Road and, you know, as a company, who, who you guys are and how did you guys come up with the name? Well, there's a couple of different things with that. So Dead Men Off Road is, um, we make recovery gear. Uh, that's the main, our main focus. Uh, we started out with the Dead Man Recovery Anchor. Um, and then we've expanded our line now to a bunch of other recovery gear. We're trying to, you know, be one of those, you know, a company that has a lot of, uh, has the suite of uh, gear that you need in order to do recovery. Um, we try to focus on more of the more unique stuff. You know, we're not trying to just replicate some other brand and how they're doing it. We're trying to come up with like, what's, what is the, the best stuff out there, the best technology and the technology that we make too um, for recovery. So the way dead man started, as far as the name comes from is actually what uh, came, comes from our first product, which is the dead man anchor. Um, that, the, and that initially started with the idea of burying something and using that as our anchor point when we don't have other anchor points. And since we... Right, when in, you're in my, my neck of the woods out here in the desert. <laughs> yeah, the desert, my neck of the woods too here in San Diego. You know, our playing grounds is the desert where there isn't a whole lot of uh, anchor points. And so the concept of burying something and using that as your winch point is actually called a dead man anchor. It's a military term. It's um, It's actually a technical term, believe it or not. Right. Um, civil engineers use it for bridges and other things like that when they're trying to anchor something down. Um, so we just kind of took that name and just like, well, I mean, let's just make it dead man off road. That's who yeah. we, <laughs> no, it's just kind of a neat name. And now we get, so it just worked out well. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the name. I, when, when we first found out about you guys years ago, I was like, man, dead man, what, what are these guys? What, what does this mean? What are they doing? You know? And I, I heard that term before, you know, and it was used in different ways. I was like, Oh yeah. man, this is, what if this is some kind of anchoring system or some kind of recovery yeah. system? And sure enough, you know, and then we started looking into what you guys are about and what you're doing. And, and, um, I think my brother-in-law was with me one of the years and we bought a bunch of your stuff and he, he set up his mm -hmm. Tacoma and, and man, I, it's just an incredible product. I, I every you. time I, I look at it, every time I see it, every time, you know, it's, it's used, you're just like, man, like this is such like, it's one of those products where you're like, God, why didn't I think of this? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, pretty simple. It, it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's crazy. You know, it was funny at, at expo. I heard people talking kind of like I was, oh, um, just waiting for, uh, I didn't want to interrupt. You were talking to another client, you know, another customer, I should say. Yeah. And I didn't want to interrupt. And I was just kind of listening to what people were talking about around you. And this guy's like, can you believe this, man? This is freaking so simple, but it's like so awesome. And I'm like, yep. I was thinking the same thing. Like it's just, you know, crazy simple, but such a rad concept. And, it, yeah. you know, to be able to wrap it around 
something as well. I don't know for our listeners out there, if you guys haven't seen this, it's, it's, uh, basically like a, what is it? Like a six by four. What, what size is it? Like a, it's, it's four feet wide. The tarp is four feet wide and about 20 inches tall. So a little over two feet tall. Um, and then it's got its straps when you stretch them all the way out it ends up being about 15 feet from end to end. So wow, it's, it's awesome. A, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's got it's, the four anchor straps on each corner. Um, so you can, you know, use it as a, as an anchoring point, wrap it around something or bury yeah. it. Um, like Bryant was saying, you know, you, you can, you can bury it under the ground. What do you, what do you guys recommend? I can't remember. Was it 18 inches or more? Yeah, it really depends on the soil or the ground that you're, you're burying it in. So, you know, a lot of our testing was in the soft sand. I feel like that's one of the harder things to anchor to because it's just, you know, it's soft and it moves right. around. So <laughs> right. for that, we, we recommend just starting at two feet deep. If you're going to use it as a ground anchor, um, and so, or your knee, I mean, nobody has tape measures and that's not that scientific or anything like that, but, right. um, I'd say like, go down to your knee. Um, and then if you're in doubt, you know, like maybe will this hold go a little bit deeper. And actually we've had data where the, um, the deeper that you go, even six inches deeper, which is not a whole lot deeper at all, um, ends up being almost, it's a it's an exponential rise. It actually ends up almost doubling your um your your holding capacity like the deeper you go even six inches deeper uh, we found nearly did that um wow. so yeah we've done we've gone down as the as far as what we've done it's gone down all the way to four feet we did a test with that we weren't we didn't have a rig big enough we actually needed to probably stack two rigs on top of each other or something like that in order to be able to pull it out trying to get that test data so um wow. it, it can be really really strong Wow. That's yeah. insane, man. You know, you, you see like all these, you know, off-road shows. I remember this one specifically and they were, it was like the, what was it called? It was like the greatest off-road adventure or something. They were like in Alaska. Mm. And I remember these dudes were using these crazy anchors, you know, out there because there was like yeah. different types of terrain. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And then they're in some tree like vegetation where they were just like burying this like metal, like look like a boat anchor, you know? Yeah. And I, I always thought after that, when I saw your, your product, I was like, man, like if these guys would have had one of these things, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like the versatility they would have had, you yeah. know, on the road out there on the trail, like would have been awesome. You know, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's so simple. You bury this thing in the ground or you wrap it around something and you, you think like, this isn't going to do anything. And then you see <laughs> the, the videos of this and how incredibly awesome this thing is. Yeah. And how solid it is. You're like, this is like impossible. This is crazy. I bought one from you. So we're, you know, our side-by-side, -side, we take our side-by-side -side out here in the dunes and stuff just down the road from my house all the time. And I can't tell you how many times I've been out there in the middle of the night with my daughter, just the two of us. And someone's like, Hey, we're stuck. Can you guys come help us? I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, just for my own peace of mind being out here and to help other people out there too. Uh, it's just type the type of people we are. Um, yeah. I was like, you know, I got to have one of these on, on my rig. I got to have one of these on our side by side. Um, you know, and it's just, it's an awesome product to have out there and just to have that extra peace of mind, knowing that, you know, pretty much wherever you are, unless you're in concrete and there's no trees or anything around you, you're going to have a pretty good chance of getting yourself out. If you got a good winch and you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? I will ask this question though. If you're on concrete, how'd you get stuck? So yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, something really, really. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's weird terrain out here where it's like sand and then it's rock and then sand and it's rock. You yeah. Know? So you never right. know, but yeah, absolutely. 
So like what kind of got you guys involved? What got you involved in the off-road scene? And what, what experience do you have in that? So I've only been operating for, I mean, I guess it's closing on 10 years now, uh, more or less. So I grew up on the East coast, um, just North of DC. And we were, you know, as far as like open land, we were pretty much land, private land locked, if you, if you will, right. where like you just, you couldn't go and explore and just do things other than just being on the roads. Um, and so I'm, when we moved out here, um, I got a job out here and, um, we moved from out here is just all of a sudden all this world of possibilities opened up. Um, I had always liked the idea of a Jeep, you know, just the concept of it was pretty cool. I liked the idea of it, but you know, obviously it didn't make sense being on the East coast where I was. Um, but coming out here, that was one of the things that, um, I was able to get, I was able to get a Jeep. Um, I have four kids and I got a Jeep JK. I put a third row in there. I shoehorned everybody in I think at the time my boys were still in boosters. My girls were in full on car seats wow. and, and we also brought my dog, which is a hundred pound lab. We were, you know, it was, so it was like a clown car, right? Seat. Sardine um, status. <laughs> it really was. And, but we had a lot of fun. We went out to Anzabrego and just like tooled around and just had a, had a great time. That's awesome. That's what it's all uh, it about. Really, yeah, it was just, it was so much fun. Um, but that really is um, kind of as far as like this anchoring solution. Uh, a buddy of mine um, was kind of in the same boat. Uh, he, he, um, he had, a, you know, he was, he didn't have the four door. He had a two, D, two door. He has a Jeep CJ5 and uh, it was, you know, huge. And he's got, you know, he, he's crammed his three little kids into the little back row, which is meant for two people. And, um, and, you know, it was kind of one of those things like where neither of us had the ability to carry lots of recovery gear or right, right. big pieces of recovery gear or anything like that. And so um, we, you know, there was just kind of came up with that idea. It was like, well, what if we, you know, bury something. And his, he remembered from his dad, um, his dad used to actually take sandbags, mm. you know, like the home Depot sandbags that you fill up, they yeah. fill it up with sand, dig a hole, throw their winch line around it, and then just throw it in there and then use that as an anchor point. Like, huh. that's pretty interesting. Like that's yeah. a pretty clever thing to do. It's like, but there's nothing on the market that's actually meant for that. It's like, right. well, why don't we come up with something like that? You know? And so we actually started with a little bucket. It didn't do very well. And then we was <laughs> like, well, what about a parachute? You know, like what, what, what would that be like? And so, you know, that's where the, that, the idea. so it's like, when you look at it, it's nice and flat and just, and the whole idea is kind of like, it just, it grabs the ground and like a big parachute in the ground. Right. Um, and you, and you end up using that anchor point and it actually worked really, really well. And so, you know, it just kind of kept going from there, kept developing kind of evolved it. from there. Yeah. Yeah. Evolved, evolved there from to what it is today. So, um, kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of those uh those big sacks that they put like concrete or you know whatever in and mm -hmm. have four loops and stuff that they put on big trucks if they're you know doing like bulk concrete yep. kind of like almost something like that you know it kind of shapes the dirt in that way i guess in a little yep. way you know a little bit and just creates that huge anchor point that you know that weight and uh man just rock solid just that's crazy that you can bury it at that depth and have something be that rock solid you know just that yeah that, i guess that just that 90 degree or whatever to, you know force against that surface is just you know yeah, where it's, it's at it's kind of like it's scoop it's trying to scoop up all of the the ground in front of it and then um the other thing too is like if you've ever tried to like lift up something over an edge by pulling on a on a, on a um on a rope 
you know, and you're trying to lift up something over an edge, it ends up being, it's kind of like that, that, that catch that kind of happens at the last, when you get all the way up to the top, it's like trying to get it up and over. It ends up just, um, you know, I'm, you know, even though I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, I don't fully understand the physics there and why it ends up just kind of being that, that motion going from vertical to, to horizontal. And this is incredibly difficult to overcome. Um, you just need a lot of force. And that's kind of the concept. It's kind of what ends up, creating that very solid anchor point right what what kind of materials are you guys using like kevlar or what what's uh so what's the, the anchor the straps and material stuff it, the tarp material is a uh, vinyl it's a with a polyester scrim so the polyester scrim just helps the top vinyl from like you know if there's a tear it doesn't like propagate across the whole vinyl and then the webbing itself is where the real strength comes in and that's uh just polyester we use a class seven polyester webbing okay um, and, yeah and so that's the 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 material, the tarp is what grabs the ground, you know, the sand, the dirt, the snow, whatever it is that you're putting in it, uh, where you're bearing it. And then the straps are where the real strength comes in as far as just, um, you know, holding it all together. And that's what you're pulling on. Those things are rated up to 66,000 pounds. So, you know, a little bit overkill for a lot of the things that we do. Um, but it's just yeah. what it ended up being, you know, the way we designed it is just kind of like this you know, one strap and you got two straps and then you double them over again. And it ends up being just like this, like way overbuilt thing. But, you know, it just gives you confidence as far as like, no, this is not going to be the weak link in yeah. my recovery system. Yeah, It'll absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that, I mean, like you said before too, what sets you guys apart from, you know, say other anchoring, you know, type products is, you know, the storability of this thing that just that compact, yeah. you know, it's, if you've never seen it to our listeners out there, it's in this super awesome, you know, robust, it's almost like a leather case, <laughs> the things enclosed in super yeah. high quality zippers and, and handles and stuff. And it's like a, it's almost just like a long, almost looks like a, um, like a camping chair, kind of, you know, when it's, it does, when yeah. it's packed together, you know, and it's got two handles on it just like that, but it's super high quality and just stows away so nicely into stuff. Um, you know, I, it's dude, it's the, the, the compact design that, that ease of use, I mean, sets you guys apart from, you know, from anything else. I mean, having to lug something out there or, you know, walk out, you know, whatever, and try and find, like you said, if you don't have any trees or any rocks or anything, you can't yeah. use any kind of anchoring strap. And this adds that other option in there, which is like, yeah. you know, it was like that. I'm sure when you designed this thing, it was like that light bulb moment <laughs> being out there like, oh my God, like it's, yeah. it's insane. Like I'm not telling anybody about this. We're going to get this thing out there. You're like <laughs> I, I would, dude, I'd be so tight lipped about that. I was like, I've had ideas too, where I'm like, oh my God, like this mm -hmm. is like mm -hmm. epic, yeah. you know? <laughs> And uh, I patented one of them actually, and I just haven't had the capital to take to take it any further uh, at this moment. But it was like one of those things, you know. It's, it's a fire service tool, and I was up on a roof on a fire on a Walmart, and we were going across this roof, getting ready to cut some holes for ventilation up there in the middle of the night. And I was, and just a light bulb went off, like, yeah, hey, why don't we have this? Like, this is so stupid, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so I built a prototype, and we got you know a patent on it. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you know you just got to take those ideas and run with them, man. I, you know, and yeah, I, I'm, it's so awesome to talk to people like you that are, you know, entrepreneurs and inventors like I am, you know, that have that yeah. same kind of thinking process when you're out there. I'm always thinking about that stuff. I was just talking to Chase from uh, uh, the Ford Bronco ambassador program, uh, our last mm. pro podcast. And uh, we were talking about, you know, just ideas that we've had over the years and stuff. And, you know, I got a whole list of them and he's got a whole list of them and it just, <laughs> 
it's so great to see when people have been able to get, you know, from point A to Z, you know, and, and yeah. follow through and get things done and get things out to market. Like that's just awesome, man. It's so cool. And it is. Thank you. It is. It's a challenge. It's absolutely a challenge, you know, like, absolutely. That's the thing. like a lot of people come up with those ideas and, you know, they prototype it and they're just but making that next step really is always the, a really hard thing to do. Um, the way we got started is we actually used Kickstarter. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So we, you know, that helped build up the capital that we needed. Um, oh, that's awesome. So that was a, a, a you know, I, I think without that, like, I mean, right now we don't, <clears throat> we don't have any outside funding. We we've never had, you know, other than, you know, doing the Kickstarter campaign. Wow. Um, and that's we want to awesome. keep it that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been going well. Uh, the Kickstarter was an interesting process, you know, to go through that. It's, it's, it's a challenge. Um, you know, my business partner really stepped up to the plate with that and just <clears throat> getting, got that whole campaign worked out, knocked out and, um, putting it out there. And then, so, um, we launched it in 2017. Um, and actually, uh, Overland Expo West, we actually did that right there where we should, we had a prototype, we were showing everybody and we're like, if you want to go to the Kickstarter and, and, uh, we, you know, ultimately we were successful, which was awesome. Um, yeah. I kind of remember that actually. Now I think that's the first time I met you was in 2017. It must've been that it, I think it, it was at Expo West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where we were. That's the only yeah. place we were. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that was your first year for, but I, now that you say Kickstarter, I seem to remember something like that. So that's yeah. awesome, yeah. man. I'll have to talk to you about that after the podcast, <laughs> get some insight. So you guys oh, like absolutely. had a prototype and like, obviously, I mean, I've seen you guys every expo and I mean, this last year, I couldn't believe how just insanely busy you guys were. Like I was like, uh, I'm blown away, man. How many people yeah. were coming up? I came to talk to you. I think like three times. I'm like, I'm not going to bother. I'll come later. You know, I'll come later. I come like, cause I didn't want to interrupt cause I know how important yeah. it is, you know? And, and uh, so many people were so like, just absolutely all about what you guys are doing and, yeah, and the, thank you. The, the booth, everything you guys had set up was super sick. And, you know, as thank always, you. you guys got awesome people there to, you know, to talk to people and, uh, it's just so, we so do. cool, man. Like, you know, it's almost like, you know, I'm proud to see, you know, guys like you, like being successful in companies, you know, getting out there and, and doing it just, it's just inspiring, you know, to all of us. I mean, to everybody that has that mindset and people yeah. that don't, you know, it's just inspiring to see, um, something like this, you know, just really just, <laughs> it's like a simple idea. Just take off and just be like, boom, yeah. like just explode, you know, so rad. Man. Yeah. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. I will say this, you know, if you come to the expo or wherever we're at, which is actually, I mean, we don't do a whole lot of shows a year. You see us just come and say hi. And, and, you know, maybe you have to wait a minute or two, but don't, don't stop because we love talking to you. We love talking to everybody. You know, it's just like, if you want to come say hi, it's like, yeah, you know, we might be busy, which has been awesome. It's always been the case, which is like, you know, still blows me away every single time I go to the, to, to the expo and just people recognize us and have seen us and, and just think what we're doing is so cool, which is, I don't know. It just, you know, I, it just makes, I'm stoked. I love it. So, yeah. you know, it, it, being able to say hi to everybody is like, that's, you know, that's part of what we love. I love being a part of this industry. That's one thing that's been really cool coming in, doing something like this and, you know, kind of just been dabbling in it as, you know, for, for a while uh, just for my own stuff and then getting in it. Like, I mean, it was just like open arms, like, yeah. Dude, and so, the community yeah, is so just, awesome. It so is. It's, I know. I, I just like, I, it blows me away. And Chase and I were talking about this too, as a matter of fact, like how cool, it is to be involved in the overlanding, you know, community and, and like, 
just how many people that we've met doing this, you know, not, not only yeah. like off-roading and being out camping, you know, so many, you know, times throughout the year, but going to the expos and these, you know, these events and stuff that people are putting on now and just creates such a rad, you know, amount of friendships that you would never have, yeah. you know, yeah. I've got so many friends that I would never in a million years have met before, you know, mm-hmm. I started going to these events, I started off-roading and, you know, and traveling and connecting, you know, I mean, Instagram as much as a cesspool that it can be sometimes, it is True. such a rad tool for meeting people and creating yeah. and connecting and interacting with people and, and, uh, and marketing, my God, I mean, marketing for your company, it's just priceless, you know, social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. but man, yeah, it's, I agree, you know, and, yeah. And I don't want it to sound like, uh, to our listeners that you can't go talk to these guys. I was going to talk business. So that's why I didn't want to interrupt, but everybody <laughs> else, you know, was, was talking shop. And, uh, and so absolutely, these guys are super approachable and, and, uh, Brian's been nothing but friendly and awesome to us every time we've seen him out there and, uh, really encourage you guys to, to go visit them. And are you guys going to be at any other expos this year? You guys got anything else planned or? So right now we are planning on, um, attending the Pacific Northwest, um, expo. And- oh, sweet. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try that. Um, you know, it's 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 challenging to get up there because it's you know it's it's kind of far away. But um, for us, being all the way in the very corner of the United States where we are, um, and so yeah, we're gonna be there. And then we we're planning on just being on like good little pop up events that come up um, around in our local area. Um, cool. You know, so it's. Yeah, those those are the the logistics of trying to get to these places for us right now. It's still been a challenge. Um, Expo West will always be at Expo West. Like that's kind of where we started, and uh, we just love going there. So we're always yeah. committed to that one. Um, but then, yeah, we're trying to. We're, we'd love to expand out to other events, um, but just right now, just logistically, it hasn't been able to happen yet. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Especially with gas prices the way they are. Now it's hard to just get up and drive hours and hours to places, you know, often, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get out to, there's another one. It's, uh, I think it's called the off-road and camping show in Phoenix. Um, get out there with Midland radio and, and hang out. I think that's oh, August, August. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And if we have uh, trucks and tacos again, like we're, we're planning on, I'll let you know, maybe you guys can show up for yeah. that. So we're going to probably do it in big bear again, where we had the last one in the same spot because yeah. it was so, it was so awesome. I and mean, it was almost like a pilot event and it just yeah. was insane. Like couldn't, nice. I couldn't believe how awesome and successful it was. So we're like, we need to do this again now that COVID's out of the way. And that's really why we didn't just yeah. because of, you know, big bear Lake and all the city rigs and all that crap. But now yep. that things are, hopefully spiraling downward, you know, yeah. uh, and away from all that, that we can, uh, kind of start putting things together. And we, we've been in talks, um, you know, with the people that, uh, Ryan from truck brigade, actually truckbrigade.com. Okay. Yep. Um, Ryan and TJ, we, we partner with those guys and, and put that together. And, um, so we've been talking about it and kind of, you know, in the prelim stages of doing another one, but I'll let you know, it'd be awesome to have you guys there. Yeah. Oh, that's be nice and nice and local to you. <laughs> I love that. I love that combo too. I mean, I love tacos and trucks. I mean, oh, man. Like, it's a win-win. Dude, right there. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it worked out so great. Some of our great friends own a uh, Mexican food restaurant right next to where we had the event. And so oh, it was just like, awesome. yeah, it was no brainer. We had like, I don't know, 60, 70 vehicles show up, had the show. Then we did uh, um, like giveaways and, you know, the catered taco thing over at their restaurant, which is right there at the corner of the event. And then we took everybody to camp that night to a special location. And then we did trail yeah. rides the whole next day. Oh man. That's yeah. amazing. It was fun. It was super fun. And, and I, I mean, I spent 
20 years of my life in that town. And so we know yeah. everybody and have all the connects to get everything done where a lot of, you know, a lot of these people come up and do an event. There's some great events. I think there's like the Olaf event they do out in North end of town, yeah. which is cool. Um, but you know, when you know that town, like the back of your hand and you know, everybody there, like we do, yeah. it uh, makes oh, for yeah. a great, a great event. So, um, you know, we're, we're blessed to have those resources available to us to, to make totally. things pretty awesome. So I really want to do it again. Um, and it's, it's hard because, you know, with, with fire season right now, you know, the potential of being yeah. gone for a couple of weeks on, you know, on end, it's, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking. And we had it in August. Uh, that's when we were having the event. I'm like, man, that's right smack in the middle of fire season, you know? And so that probably wasn't the best, but we, you know, come September, it starts getting a little cold. It's kind of like that transition period up there where you're like, yeah. man, like, it might be too cold at night, you know, kind of uncomfortable right. or whatever, but so we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, uh, like I said, I'd love to have you guys out. That'd be, it'd no, be that'd super be cool. rad. But that being said, like what, what has been like, where did you guys test this? Where, what's been your, like, you know, your go-to offer? Like, is it like Borrego Springs, like that area or where? Yeah. I mean that whole area, Borrego Springs. Um, let's see the, the we've done a lot of tests and testing in Borrego Springs, but also, um, the blow sands, which is, uh, for the south of that, mm. um, and like El Centro type area? Yeah, area? not too far from El Centro, um, down off, not too far off the eight. Um, and we've gone up, you know, up into like Coyote Flats, up in north of Bishop to go find some snow and do a oh, snow sweet. testing up there. Yeah, so we've done Oh, yeah, how there. does that do in the snow? Oh, it does great. Actually, really? it's, uh, it's, it's like super solid in the snow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. They're in, especially in packable snow, I, powder snow, you know, nothing's really going to grab in powder. Sure. Snow. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, but if the, it's been sitting the, there for a bit. Yeah. When it's sitting there, you know, a bit wet and a little bit melty, that wet snow where you can actually like dig it and you can just pack it and stomp it. I yeah. make it really hard. It actually is very, very effective. Um, See, I dragged my um, my Sequoia, which is 6,500 pounds, through a snowfield, and I only got I was only able to get it about 18 inches deep, maybe maybe 18 inches, um, before I hit the frozen ground. And so I just packed up snow on top of that, and I was able to drag my thing. I was I was on my belly, like you know, across the whole snowfield, <laughs> and it didn't budge. Like it just sometimes in the in the sand, you see it kind of like um you know settle in and you're like oh is it gonna start pulling out you know like you, you kind of see the, the straps kind of disappear under the ground and yeah. you think that it might not work and then it just stops and works where this is like it, the straps didn't move it just stayed just put. solid yeah <laughs> like that, so that snowman quality <laughs> snow. oh yeah yeah i know you have it to be like concrete like <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's easy to dig because you can just like chop right through it so right, right. um yeah it's super effective in the snow absolutely wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So like you guys, you, you said you did some up in, in Borrego and Bishop and yeah. like, man, have, have you spent much time up in Bishop area? Not enough. Uh, I'd love to go back more. I love that area. I just oh, I love man. being up in the trees and that whole area is just beautiful. I oh, love yeah. the Sierras, the Eastern Sierras and the snows that can be up there and all that. It's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are ever up there again and you want some spots, man, that. That's another one of my uh, go-tos. I spent some time and uh, nice. a lot of time uh, as a as a kid up there and and um, um, quite a bit in Mammoth and June Lake and Owens Valley and all that stuff. So I got some good spots for it if you guys are awesome. looking to camp up there. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. So like, what what has been your favorite so far? I mean, it's, I know that's kind of a such a <laughs> hard question. Know, right? Everywhere. Where, where um, do you prefer to like? What what's like a you know, in your, in your top five, like I loved this area. I, I love to, to spend yeah. time there. It really is like, 
it's more of like the terrain. I, I love mountains. I really do. I really love going up in the mountains. I love trees. I love pine trees in particular. Um, so, you know, Big Bear has always been awesome. Um, we got to do Colorado a couple of years ago, um, just doing the whole, you know, you raid, tell your ride and like all those, those passes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, was, that's just beautiful. And actually that time of year, like the Aspens were changing too. And oh that was, man. That was amazing. Um, really just, it, it's, but I can't say there's one place. Cause what I like to do is like, I, I can get kind of bored of an area after a little bit. Right. Um, I like seeing new places. Like that's just like, that's what really gets it for me. Is like being able to go see, now, I can get tired of the desert cause you know, it could be so long before you <laughs> see something new. Yeah. Um, as beautiful as it can be, it's, it also can be, you know, but I like the, I, I like the mountains because you can get up and go over a pass and you just see a whole new vista, a whole new view. And like the terrain can change a lot. Um, but it just really is just going out and seeing new stuff. Yeah. I'm you know? the same way. I'm the same yeah. way. I, I do definitely, uh, I have to agree with you, Uray and Telluride, all that Silverton is, it has a special, special part or, you know, place I should say in my heart. Yeah. Um, partially my great grandfather was a train engineer for the Durango oh, wow. Silverton railroad for <laughs> really like cool. 40. Yeah. I think he, I think he retired at 45 years of the company. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I have his gold pin, which is super rad that they gave him at retirement, but, uh, Oh man. Yeah. So we have a lot of family history in Silverton, but like that whole area up there, man, I, I don't know if you've ever, um, been up to mountain village up in Telluride. It's the upper part of like, um, there's old town and then there's like mountain village, which is like halfway up the resort. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost like Mammoth Village. If you've been to Mammoth, it's, I have not uh, been to Mammoth yet. Believe it or not, what? I have not been up. In, no, I oh, know, right? Oh man, so, well, dude, it's oh, it's it's just like Mammoth Village, kind of. Yeah. But um, but anyways, it's just like this spot, and there's like hotels and shops and like outdoor yeah. concert places, and the gondola takes you like. That's how you travel in Telluride. If you're like a local, you take gondolas everywhere, right? And so you can <laughs> yeah. take one from like Old Town up to Mountain Village. And yeah. the ticket, man, the ticket, I don't, I shouldn't even say this on here, but it's, this is like the thing to do. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. We spend like probably two or three weeks, you know, dispersed camping out, you know, in in Ironton or Uray or. Silverton yeah. or Animus Forks or wherever it is, right? right? And then you're just like, okay, I need a shower. Like this is ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. So we try and go to like this the the hot springs in Uray like a couple times a week just to kind of you know nice. get some showers in there and go spend time in the water and hang out. But yeah. but dude, the ticket is if you're going to camp out there this time of year is to go to Telluride at the end of your camping trip and get like one or two nights at the peaks. It's Ooh. a resort at that Mountain Village, and it's like. It's a little spendy. I mean, it's like probably, I don't know, in the wintertime, it's probably like freaking six, 700 bucks a night. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but in the summer off season, it's like 300 yeah. a night, right? Okay. And so we go in like with my brother-in-law or friends or whatever, and we get a room or, you know, or two. And dude, it is like the most incredible place. It sits up at Mountain Village right on the edge. They do like helicopter, like, you know, backcountry <laughs> snowboarding from the, like the front of this hotel in the wintertime, the land helicopters <laughs> there. 
and it sits right on this golf course and you can swim from the inside to the outside. It's got this bitch in like water slide Whoa. and like three different levels, dude. It is so freaking sick. And then you walk across <laughs> the street and there's the village. You can go have dinner at like all these crazy oh, restaurants and ice cream places. And dude, and then you get a jump on the one night we jumped on the gondola there. It was so epic, man. I'll never forget this. And it was a storm that had come through, you know, the rains in Colorado. Yeah. The storm came through and like totally canopied like over mountain village and stuff. And it was kind of like foggy, but just like a lot of humidity in the air yeah. where you couldn't like really see long distances, but it was like this, this thunderstorm just like set itself right on the mountain. And we were yeah. going up the gondola and it was like this all around, like all over lightning flashes. It wasn't like a bolt. It was just like these flashes and we were going really? up. Yeah, dude, it was so freaking epic, man. Just like the entire sky and everything lit the entire forest up. Oh my! Like, yeah, awesome. it was insane. It was. I think I've got video of it because we were just like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" But dude, that place like some of the most amazing experiences of my life in that area. Just I just love that area and Mammoth too. Like if you have not been to Mammoth, you have to go. Yeah, up I there, know. and I'll hook you up with some spots up there too to check out. Um, I spent, like I said, probably I don't know most of my later teenage years and you okay. know of my life in June Lake, which is above mammoth practically yeah, yeah. lived there for a year. Um, and June Lake is just an unbelievable place too. They call it the Switzerland of California. It's like 20 minutes yeah. above mammoth. Just, Oh man, just unreal. But yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. We took a trip from, um, actually a couple podcasts ago, I recorded a, a description, just a story about the strip that we took from, uh, Bishop pretty much big bear really all the way to Lake Tahoe, pretty much all off road, all the way up oh, man. Lake Bishop to Owens Valley and up through Bridgeport. And dude, it was insane. Absolutely. Oh, insane. Yeah, it was cool. It was super cool, but yeah, I have to, uh, you have to go back and listen to one of those, those podcasts. I talk about that whole area. I did like a three part series on the three, like, like camping and off roading up three ninety five and some of our favorite spots. So oh, man. you have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, epic totally. up there. Yeah. Some of the most uh, amazing uh, scenery and some of the most sketchy, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get stuck spots. So probably some good <laughs> testing opportunities for future products, right. we're, man. We're looking for that. We're, we're looking for that, uh, you know, the, 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 the challenge. You know, that, that's actually one of the challenges that we had just testing the thing is that, you know, I mean, we can go and kind of like simulate getting stuck, but we kind of wanted to get stuck. And sometimes yeah. we just had a really hard time doing that. Right. Especially yeah, when you're in a capable vehicle too. You're like, yeah, oh, I can't exactly. even get this dang thing stuck. <laughs> like what the hell? We're trying you know? so hard. Yeah. yeah. You take like a, like a Ford Pinto or something out there and <laughs> exactly. uh, get that thing stuck and just stick a, a freaking winch to the front. <laughs> yep. And there we go. We'll be able to test all day long. Yeah. What is that? Uh, top gear show. You ever see that show? Yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, Eng- I guess they got our United States version now, but I saw last week I was watching that at work. And, uh, these, these guys are driving, like one was in a, a Mustang, one was in like a crown Victoria and one was in like a geo Metro and they were going into a, a mud bog to see who could get to this mud bog, you know, the fastest or, or who could get to it at all. Yeah. It was, it was insane. That was last week. I was thinking about you guys. I'm like, Oh man, that'd be a perfect opportunity. Of course you'd have to truck through the mud, <laughs> but I mean, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, even yeah. in those, those muddy situations, you gotta get dirty and, and not be afraid to to nope. uh, do some work, you know, nope. definitely been in some sketchy situations where, you know, you're out in the middle of the night and, uh, or in a, a, a hairy spot where you're like, I do not want to spend the night here at all. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
super sketch. And so it's, uh, you know, it's important, you know, and, and to our listeners out there too, make sure that you guys are prepared. You know, you, you want to make sure that you've got the equipment. If you're going to do this kind of adventuring, especially when you're off grid way out there, like we are, and you're, you're far from cell service or yeah. far from other humans, <laughs> you know, you guys want to make sure that you get set up by Bryant and dead mine off road to have, you know, that recovery gear, you know, even just for peace of mind or, in, you know, that, you know, if it's like one time out of a hundred trips that you have to use this stuff, it's worth yeah. every single penny. And I know that, you know, Brian, you can, you can attest to that. I can. And then actually one thing I'll say is that, um, especially for, um, you know, we've had a lot of people say like, Oh, we don't, you know, do anything hard. You know, we just stick with the fire roads or do some minor trails. We're not <laughs> looking for hard stuff. And that's the thing. Like it, it, it's unfortunately sometimes that mentality you'll, you'll end up getting yourself in a sticky situation and you're not prepared at all. Yeah. Um, you know, so the people who do the extreme stuff tend to say, well, okay, I'm the likelihood of getting stuck is pretty high. So they get the gear, but the, you know, there's people, uh, who, who go out there and you're just having fun, have a good time, but they might end up being in it, getting themselves in a situation that they're not prepared for. Um, one, one uh, example that I like to point to a lot is, um, with, um, Kevin McEuston from lifestyle overland, uh, one of his videos they did where they went down to a fishing hole and it was just an easy trail down to the fishing hole. They fished, some rain came in, made the way back up super slick. They were like, they weren't getting anywhere. They were sliding all over the place. You know, they're getting themselves in a really um, tough situation. And, you know, thankfully they are prepared and they yeah. were ready for it. But that, that was right. like a, a really great example for those people. You know, I, I tell people it was like, Hey, they weren't planning on it. Like they weren't yeah. looking for anything tough. They don't, yeah. it was a really easy, you know, you know, gentle grade going down, but the way back up just got really bad. Um, and it didn't take a lot. And so yeah, th those weather changes can come out and get you, man. Oh yeah. You never Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So being prepared for that, um, is inevitability, honestly, if you're going to go out enough, like at, at some point you're going to get yourself into a place where it's like, Hmm, um, that's just less than ideal. So yeah. being ready for that. And, you know, and I'm not saying like you have to go buy my gear. I'm the only way you're going to get out. It's, it's more of just like getting recovery gear in general and then getting, getting to know your gear is another big yeah. thing. So, Training and familiarization and yeah. Even if it's in your driveway and you're just like, okay, this is what I would kind of do. Like this is, you know, you shouldn't be unwrapping things in a situation where you're stuck. You know, you shouldn't yeah. be like cutting the, 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 the zip tie off or whatever. Like that's yeah. not the time when you should be yeah. doing that. You should be looking at it beforehand, understanding it, watch videos, uh, just trying to get in a little bit of a, 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 uh, an understanding of what you should be doing out there. If you do get stuck, um, you know, to think clearly. And I, I yep. think that's the other thing I like to, to tell people a lot too, is when you are stuck, um, you adrenaline starts running and you can easily make yourself and get yourself into a worse situation if you don't think properly. So just take time and actually yep. like, um, you know, if everything's safe, everybody's safe, you know, there's nothing, it's not getting any worse. Just take a step back, you know, drink fizzy water, beer, whatever you want to do, you know, just, just to settle down so that when you can, you can think through like, okay, what am I going to do in this situation? Um, right. and get out because otherwise people get hurt because they start rushing into a situation and they don't think through. And then, you know, they use their high lift jack improperly and the vehicle falls over on them or whatever. And it ends up being, I'm sure you as a firefighter is, I've dealt with a lot of situations where people just weren't thinking properly and they got themselves in a, uh, into a bad way. 
Yeah. And that, that, you know, that's one of the, the things that we stand on as firefighters is like, you know, we're going out to help people on their worst day. And yeah. if we're spinning, if we're, our adrenaline's going and we're not thinking clearly acting decisively, you know, everything's just going to go to hell. And, and the same thing out on the trail I and mean, you, you need, like you said, I was going to say the same thing. And, and thank you so much for reiterating that is that, you know, you need to, to know your equipment. Don't be out yeah. there. Um, you know, in the worst, worst time, the worst situation and opening things up and not knowing how to use your stuff. Um, you know, that's like you said, that's when things happen. That's when people get hurt. And, um, the last thing you need is to be hurt out in the middle of nowhere, up a trail and, you know, number one, be by yourself. Hopefully you aren't. Um, but number two, um, you know, put other people in danger to come, you know, rescue your butt when you screwed up, you know? Yep. Um, and, uh, it's super easy to do. I mean, one thing that, you know, I've learned over, over the years wheeling is, is that, you know what, if you're stuck or you're having some issue and, and night is falling, people tend to rush when the sun's going down, you yeah. know, and they start thinking, Oh, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. You know, um, yeah. that's where lighting is also important, you know, and, yeah. and having a good solid lighting system, uh, scene lighting or whatever to light up your, your area there that you're working is super important. And, um, you know, I, I really like to have those undercarriage lights too. And, you know, and the wheel wells and stuff is, is super mm-hmm. awesome. I see people doing that as well. Um, just so you kind of have, you know, some other options, if you got to get down there and you're hooking stuff up, you know, you're not out there when it's freezing cold and can't yeah. see, and you're taking more time than should be with your hands to try and hook something up where if you had good lighting and, you know, the, the right equipment, um, yeah. you know, I always even take a blanket with me just so I, if I need like a moving blanket, if I need something to lay down on, I have it, you know, if yeah. it's, the ground's jacked up or it's even if it's freaking hot as hell, you know, to put something down just as a barrier there when you're crawling underneath your vehicle to either, you know, shovel or, or manipulate something or hook something up. So yeah. And yeah. that, you know, it just goes back to what we were saying before just be prepared, um, prepare for worst case scenario. And sometimes, you know, people are like, I don't want to have a bunch of stuff with me that I'm never going to use, you know, yeah. creating weight and creating, you know, um, space issues or whatever. Let me tell you, you're going to, you're going to be kicking yourself when you don't have the stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you yeah. know, it's like, everybody's like, Oh, you take the kitchen, you know, the couch and the kitchen sink with you. Like <laughs> I used to always think, you know, <laughs> I used to make fun of my wife cause she would, when we first started overlanding she would just pack so much stuff, so many blankets, so much, you know, right. And then we started coming to situations where we're like, man, it's freezing. It's raining all night long. Thank mm. baby Jesus that you yeah. had you know, the right mind the in place thought, yeah. to say, yeah. And the forethought to think about bringing this because I would yeah. have never brought that, you know, and yeah. I'm the kind of guy I was out doing some work at our property the other day with my father-in-law. We have some property East of here and I was driving out there and I left at like six o'clock in the morning and I left without a tool that I needed. I left without my boots. I left without, you know, a bunch of things where I was like, gosh, dang it. Just running out of the house you know, trying to get out there. We had a delivery coming. So I was rushing, trying to get out there. And I ended up having to stop anyways and buy the stuff between here and there, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to go out there and I had sandals on. I'm like, I'm not going to go work right, on a property yeah. with sandals. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I was half asleep. I yeah. wasn't thinking, you know, but to, you know, it's super important. And, uh, to take that extra time, um, have a checklist, you know, I, 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 yeah. I'm so good about that usually. And the other morning I just had a total brain freeze. I don't know. I was just half asleep, but 
Um, I'm not a morning person. That was probably, that probably had something to do with it, but, <laughs> but you know, having That's a list. The and, are even wet more important, exactly. You know? exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. It was my been. GoPro. I left my GoPro here. I was going to take that and do some content. I was out there and drove off with that, that stupid thing too. But you know, live and learn. And, and now, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. it, it was just kind of one of those reminders. Like I need to have a checklist every single time I go out for anything, whether it's a day yeah. at the property or it's three weeks in year a, you know, um, yeah. just super important. So. Yeah, I actually have a checklist moment. I had uh, actually on the way home from Overland Expo um, where I should have, you know, followed that my checklist. Um, <laughs> we were, I was driving my family home. We were using our travel trailer. We were just on, we were between Needles and um, Palm Springs. And so, you know, we're going south on, I don't know, I forget what it was, like 176 or something like that. I, no, it was not 95. Oh, it was, the one, it was yeah, fun. yeah. You know, I know we're talking about. Yeah, from Vital Junction down to the 10 right there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we, were, yeah. we were there. Um, I have no cell service and I blew a tire on the travel trailer. <laughs> yeah, which, which sucks. Um, yeah. And uh, no service. And of course, I left all my tools at home because oh. I didn't, wasn't planning on having a blowout. Um, so, Bummer. you know, I was trying to like MacGyver my <laughs> way, the situation, uh, my way out of the situation. Um, you know, I was just using like tin cans cause I had like some tools, but I didn't have the right tools. I was like, oh. trying to adapt things. I was using it's not like you cans. just go down the street out there too. I, oh. I, I'm very, we live across the river from needles. So I, I drive, okay. sometimes I'll drive that road to go to work if the forties jacked up or whatever. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There is nothing out there for for hours, it seems hours. like. Yeah. And it's like not like you can just like, <laughs> yeah, go to a gas station, buy some. There's nothing out there. There's nothing. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You're on your own. <laughs> you know, trucks are flying by and like not even moving over to the lane or anything like that. It was just yeah, like, sketchy. It was just not good. Yeah. It was really sketchy. And I, I'm really grateful that uh, uh, a Marine, a guy uh, who was just on his way back to base, he turned around, stopped. He actually had service. He, he didn't have the right tools, unfortunately, but he, uh, I had the right service. I was able to to get in touch with my um, uh, the, my partners, and and they were able to. They were actually they they're like, yeah, we'll come and get you. They got off the exit, like like right on the road, and that was the exit they needed to take to come to me. Like wow. they were kind of yeah, I know. It was just like it's like the timing was incredible. Wow, um, you know, that was a good old lord, and, good old man <laughs> upstairs looking after you, man. Oh, a hundred percent. And so. You know, we, they were planning on going, continuing just to go, you know, continue west on the 40, or they could have done that. But, you know, there's like change of plans, you know, and they ended up showing up like an hour and a half later. Um, and it took me not even to, no, just over 10 minutes to finish changing the tire. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, I had the jack, I had everything except the tool to, and actually I was able to, to MacGyver breaking the, 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 um, all the lugs on the tire, uh -huh. but I couldn't get the spare off. Like that was oh. it. like the spare. Oh no. Yep. That's and the so, worst when you're so close to something like that. And you're <laughs> so like, are close. you kidding me? <laughs> right. So yeah. Trying to keep like, your cool in front of your family and stuff. Oh man. As soon as uh. there was like boop, off and on and tired, you know, trailer down and off we go. It's just like, if only I had the right tools. Yeah. So, and it happens, you know, it happens as it, yeah, like, I mean, like that, you know, and, and me the other day stuff happens, you're rushing or you're just not thinking, or you just, you know, just forget we're human. And, um, yeah. you know, but I, I think it's like, for me, it's super important. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to be doing something for, you know, a couple months, like during the summer, we're going to be out a lot. Like sometimes I'll just keep like in my car, especially because my commuter, I keep a, 
uh, Pelican case full of tools and everything I would yeah. need, you know, because I'm back and forth. And like you said, I'm, I travel that road. I sometimes I'll take yep. the 40 to Kel Baker and take it down through 29 Palms oh, man. and there's okay, nothing out yeah. there. And I, I leave at four in the yep. morning. So you're out and it's dark out, you, you know, a yeah. lot of the time when you're out in those, those remote areas and it's just so important. And, you know, if you're able to, you know, keep that equipment in your rig all at all times and just travel with it. Um, you know, that helps me too, especially with my car, with the truck, I'm not able to sometimes just cause we're moving stuff in and out and we use that, um, you know, yeah. for groceries and whatever. And I want a bunch of gear sitting back there. Um, but yeah. man, I'll tell you what, it's, it's so great to, to have a kit and, and that, that came from the same kind of experiences that you had, you know, for me is like, I got to have this stuff on here. I got to know what's in there and know that, in pretty much any situation with the vehicle in most situations, at least, you know, I'm going to have an extra spark plug. I'm going to have some extra wire, I'm yeah. gonna have some solder. I'm going to have, you know, a goal zero battery pack to, to run things off of or lighting, or I'm going to have the tools set that I need. And, you know, I went out and bought another full tool, tool set just specifically for the car and for the truck yep. and stuff that I keep in there and tire change a whole tire kit. And you just never know, you know, and I've never had to use it. Fortunately, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's, uh, cause I drive Toyotas and Subarus, but, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but, um, you know, things happen and, you know, yeah. you just don't want to be unprepared. And especially when you're by yourself, you know, and, well, yeah. and, or with your family, even just with yeah. you and your family, if you don't have friends and you're not with a group and you just have you and your family, I'll tell you what, man, I've been in some, some situations with my family where I was, you know, even, you know, being uh, a fireman and, you know, I've been doing that for 20 years and I've been off-roading pretty much my whole life, lived in the mountains for 20 years. I mean, you know, actually most of my life until I came here to the desert at the river. Um, there's been some times where I've been pretty dang intimidated and, and pretty stressed thinking like, man, like this is a, yeah. this is a pretty hairy, scary situation. Like, I hope that, um, this works out, you know, and that we're, we're good, you know, and you just can't, you can't plan. I mean, it, it, I was telling no. somebody the other day, uh, you know, our, our days are numbered. You never know if you're, yeah. you're going to see tomorrow and, um, and those, those type of situations can, you know, can come out of nowhere and it can be life and death sometimes. And, um, it can. It's so important, so important to know what you're doing and be prepared. And especially if you're new, like you said, I'll reiterate, reiterate this again. And like you said before, knowing your equipment, take your stuff out, yep. put it out in the driveway, mess with it, play with it, you know, and know your high lift jack, how it works, how it releases, um, yep. you know, and, and also with those high lift jacks too, for those of you guys that use those, I've had my high lift jacks go up just fine. And then it wouldn't come down because yep. it was locked up and I didn't lube it like an idiot and it was dried yep. out and just, you know, and knowing how to, to, you know, get around those things when you got, you know, a ton of weight on top of this thing and you can't get it to crank back down and it's super sketch and, you know, knowing your equipment is so important. And I've been caught with my pants down numerous times because of that. And now in my older age, you know, I'm older, I'm 43, but you know, as I've gotten older, you know, you learn yeah. from, you know, just in life with other things, you learn from your mistakes yeah. and, um, learn from us listeners. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Don't do that. laughs> yeah. I, I will, I will say another thing that I don't think most people play around and up with is, is their winch and just making yes. sure that that works. Yep. There was one time we were out, you know, just we're, we're messing around. We were talking to some people and we ended up doing like some testing. Three winches failed on us. Three for the fourth, three of them. Yeah. So <laughs> one person went up, like, it just wouldn't work. Another wow. person went up like another thing, like they, 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 they ran out of batteries in their remote. And so they didn't have another way of running it. And oh, another person man. was just like the solenoid got stuck or something like that. It was just like, okay. Just stupid. So we, you know, it's just stupid stuff, you know, but that's one of those things too, where it's like, again, 
you know, when you really need your winch, it's you probably really need your winch, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. not the time where we're like, Oh, let's diagnose. Why isn't it working? Right. You want to be able to figure out why it's not working in your driveway. So, you know, one thing I recommend to people is, um, you're doing your oil change, you're doing your tire change, you know, just unspool your winch a little bit, make sure, you know, it spools back in. Like you don't have to undo the whole line or anything like that. Just like make sure it works. Yeah. That way, you know, like, cause that was, that was pretty incredible. Like just, I, I couldn't believe it. Just like, you know, we didn't, so we were there with our, you know, our Tacoma and all, we know our winch works cause we've been using quite a bit. Right. Um, <laughs> it was like, let's let somebody else try it. Like, yeah, you do it. Just like it just three in a row failed on us. So wow. it's just, it was just kind of, it's one of those, yeah, just another one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, people think, oh, I spent all this money for a warrant or what? Well, guess what? Yeah. It still has moving parts and things still happen. You know, you might yeah, have like the best of the best. It. Yeah. You might have the best yeah. of the best product or, you know, the highest quality, the, you know, top dollar, whatever, but things can fail. And especially now I've been seeing too, with the supply chain shortages and all this BS that's going on overseas and yeah. you know, all this crap coming from China that who know, who knows what the quality control is at this point with COVID and all the other crap going on over there. And yeah. you don't know what you're going to get some of the time. And, you know, something that could have been, you know, super reliable for years and years and years and years, you get the same yeah. product and it's going to be, you know, crap or something's going to happen because you just don't know who's got their hands on it. You don't know what the quality control is. And, um, yeah. you know, and that's super important, which I think is you know, super important, you know, with companies like you guys too, like knowing that if you guys buy from dead man off road, you guys are gonna get freaking quality. And you're going to know that yeah. these guys go above and beyond to check and, you know, the quality and make sure that you guys are getting what you need and it's going to work. And, and, you know, I can, I can tell you, we don't, we don't uh, support or push any products that we don't believe in a hundred percent. And I believe in mm. these guys, Brian and his, his company. I mean, these guys are awesome. Like I said, we've, we've you. gotten to know them over the years and I've seen this stuff with my own two eyes multiple times, heard multiple stories, use this stuff myself and, and know that you guys are going to get, you know, a great product, something that you can rely on. That's going to keep you safe and get you out of a, a hairy situation when you need it. So, um, yeah. definitely, definitely go check them out. But like, how do, how do people find you? Where, where are people going to find you guys online, social media? Yeah. So deadmanoffroad.com is our website and, uh, we are on, on Instagram mostly, uh, with deadman underscore offroad. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, we're working on new products and other things like that coming down the line. So if you want to keep in touch with us, the best way, honestly, is just to keep it, you know, follow us on Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, if you're ready for some amazing recovery gear, we got it. Deadmanoffroad.com. So we can help you out with that. Heck yeah. And if you guys uh, want to do some more testing, man, you let me know. I, I'll, uh, I'll come out there with you and get you some, some awesome spots. I got, yeah, I got, I got awesome. plenty up my sleeve. <laughs> I'd love to, <laughs> love to be a part of it. That. That'd be, that'd be amazing. That'd Absolutely. Be amazing. And also too, you know, um, if, uh, if you guys got new products and stuff that you guys are rolling out, you know, we'll, I'd love to have you guys back, you know, uh, in the future and, sure. and talk about those, those new products and, and, and technologies and, um, and just kind of get an update of where you guys are as a company and, and uh, family and just uh, touch base. So I like doing that. And the follow-up is, is very important. So if you're willing to, if I haven't bored oh, yeah. you too much, <laughs> we'll no, love, no, love you to great. come back on. And uh, Oh yeah, totally. We'd, we'd be all for that. Yeah. Well, right on, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I will definitely uh, keep in touch with you and thank you f- so much for explaining the product and, and, uh, and coming on here tonight with me. It's, it's been a, a blast. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh, it's been, I've had a lot of fun too. 
Absolutely, man. We'll do this again soon. Yep. All right, Brian, you take care, bud. You too. where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.